Welcome back, everyone. My name is Brianna Jameson, and welcome to my podcast, Advocacy Central. Um, Lately, we've been talking about special education, special education experiences, the education classroom in general, and teacher resources. But today, I wanted to switch it up a little bit, and I wanted to talk to a parent about their experience um, in the education setting with their child with disabilities. And I had the opportunity to speak to my mom. Um, we are both the family members of a child named Kai Jameson. And he is an individual with autism. He just graduated high school. He's about to attend Vanderbilt's Next Step um, program in the fall. And so I decided I wanted to kind of do a throwback interview with her and talk to her about his elementary school experience as well as her experience as a t- as a parent of a child with disabilities. So, hi mom, how are you? Hey Bree, I'm great, how are you? I'm wonderful, I'm tired, but honey, we're here. So, <laughs> I just kind of wanted to start off with a pretty good summary of how you felt um, as a parent with a child with disabilities um, when he entered elementary school and what did you expect in terms of inclusion when he started school? I expected that the teachers would still teach Kai the same lessons, the same topics, uh, the same subjects that the neurotypical students would be taught, but this their teaching uh, model or method would uh, be modified so that Kai can understand, so that Kai can understand and grasp the concepts that they were presenting. Uh, so my intent was that their lesson plans would be at a level that would allow him to be successful. Yes, and I'm so sorry, everyone. If you hear noises in the background, that is actually Kai Jameson himself, and he is enjoying his break before it's time to go to bed. Um, But yes, that's a great explanation as to what you were expecting when he was to enter school. Um, Another question I have for you is, what is a positive experience that you remember teachers or a specific teacher doing to make sure that Kai was included in an um, elementary school general education classroom? Um, When Kai started kindergarten, his kindergarten teacher um, was obviously normally a teacher of only neurotypical students, and Kai was her first Uh, student on the spectrum that she would be teaching and our first interaction was not very positive. I uh, felt as if she did not want Kai in her class or that Kai being in her class would have been a burden because she would have had to again modify her lesson plans and do things differently to ensure Kai was going to learn the same things her neurotypical students would learn. But she reached out to me directly and reassured me that she had actually requested Kai to be in her class. Uh, She was excited to have him in her class and she was going to do everything that she possibly could to ensure his success. Um, And that put a level of comfort in my mind and my heart because I felt like this teacher cares um, because one, she wanted to reassure me as his parent that Kai was in good hands and he was going to continue to learn and thrive. That's a good experience. Um, and then speaking from a sister's perspective, I remember um, we used to go to the after school program together, the YMCA. Mm-hmm. And we I would always be the big sister trying to make sure that he's okay. And like, okay, like who has him for today? Where is he going? How close to him will I be when we are going to centers or going to the gym or doing arts and crafts? But I remember a lot of the staff and some of those were teachers at the school and they just made sure that he was included that the students were treating him right and they were being respectful as they would to any neurotypical individual in their class 
Um, so that was a good experience on my part as a sister. I don't know if you guys noticed that as well. I mean, considering when we kept going back, I figured that you guys were like, oh, okay, well, they're doing pretty well with him and he's being included. Yeah. Okay, so the next question will be the opposite. Um, what was a negative experience that you had with a teacher or teachers um, when it came to inclusion? Um, one specific was in third grade. Um, Kai's teacher, who will remain nameless, um, she did not put any effort uh, from what I began to understand or realize into ensuring Kai was included. Um, it was actually Christmas, right before Christmas break, and his class was having a Christmas party. So I was attending, and one of the things after the kids did their little program, which Kai participated in, um, all of the parents were told to go sit at their child's desk because the, the students were going to bring their Christmas gifts to us. Well, I asked where Kai's desk was, and uh, the students said, oh, Kai doesn't have a desk. He just sits at the teacher's desk and plays on her computer all day. Mm. So that was my first one awareness that Kai was not being included and he was not being taught like the rest of the other students, nor were there any efforts being um, given by the teacher to ensure that she provided a modified a lesson plan or efforts around ensuring Kai was learning, even if he had to learn uh, learning the same thing the rest of the students were or a modified version, but there was zero effort being put there because if my son didn't have a desk, where are you teaching him? So that definitely was probably the worst experience that I had. Uh, now granted, when we came back from Christmas break after my feedback to the school, I was, um, that issue was addressed swiftly and I didn't have that problem with her anymore. Hmm. That's interesting that a child would not have a desk right at school but that is a common thing that some teachers do just to keep their children occupied and right. I guess they could use it as an ex as, use an excuse as oh well there's not much I could have done this was the only thing that would keep them occupied and keep them from maybe if it was a child who had frequent outbursts keep them from doing that or just a child who would be distracting to other students but I feel like Kai was and, none of those things. Right. He did not have any outbursts. He was, Kai was and still is very low key, um, very even keeled. Very few things shake him or make him emotional. Um, but Kai never behaved that way in school. He was very kind and continues to be kind and mild mannered and thoughtful. So there were no issues that would make him out of hand, if you will, that would have prevented the teacher from trying to include him and making sure he learned. It was complete, purely the lack of effort on the teacher's part. It had nothing to do with Kai. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess some final questions I have for you um, off that note. What is some advice you would give teachers to ensure that they are including students with disabilities in their class? I guess, especially if it's starting early to mm -hmm. make sure that this trend goes on and that the child starts with a good teacher versus having to experience this in like middle school or high school. Right. Um, <clears throat> get to know the student. Um, talk to their parents and um, understand where their strengths are. Um, every child has a strength, just as every adult has a strength and we also have weaknesses. Same with children that are uh, cognitively disabled. Um, <clears throat> they still have strengths. Their strengths might look differently than a neurotypical look. But as a teacher, I think it is your responsibility to learn 
your student's strengths and then um, optimize those. Whatever that strength is, figure out how do I apply that in the realm of, of teaching them math? How do I apply that in the realm of increasing their vocabulary to improve their reading ability? Or even if you're a teacher or uh, going to do some level of occupational or speech therapy, these are things that you have to learn to recognize and understand what that student's strength is. So once you do that, you can continue to work and build your lesson plans around trying to continue to strengthen that area that they're already strong in and hopefully shore up or improve some of those areas where there may be weaknesses. So I think as a teacher, that is your responsibility. You need to learn your, your student's strength. And if you if that child is nonverbal, but your their parents clearly are, you have a responsibility to talk to those parents and develop that relationship. And um, one more question off of that as well. What is some advice you have for parents of children with disabilities um, and their first experience in the elementary school setting? Because it can be very overwhelming because they're, I mean, while their child is just like, oh, I'm starting something new, a parent could have been dreading this moment Mm -hmm. since birth and just, it's scary to them. Um, Lean in, engage with the teachers. You have to be your child's advocate. From day one, I don't care if it's pre-K or kindergarten or or 12th grade, doesn't matter. As a parent, it's your responsibility to be your child's advocate in every way, but definitely in an educational setting. So get to know your, your child's parent, the students. That teacher should know you. There should never be a, a time where I walk into my son's classroom and a teacher didn't know I was Miss Jameson just because I'm present. I go to every parent-teacher conference, I respond to every email, and I will email proactively to ask questions if like hey I haven't seen any sight words this week or or I don't see any math worksheets like I normally get what's the problem is there something new is there a new schedule communicate 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 to your teachers because if they show that you're active and engaged and this is my experience if you're active and engaged they can't be lazy on you or on your child because I'm so plugged in to what they're doing and what my child is doing or isn't doing. If a beat gets missed, I know about it. And so it makes it difficult for them to to hide things. So even though I had that situation with, with Kai's teacher in third grade, I should have plugged in more because I wasn't getting any emails. I did see worksheets come home and we did work on those at home and we did those with him. But other things, I wasn't getting regular communication. But once I made her aware of what displeased me and her approach with teaching my child, that second semester, I was communicating with her regularly. Whether she needed it or whether she wanted it or not, she was going to get it. And so I amped up my communication going forward with every teacher. But typically, as a parent, you need to stay plugged in and your voice needs to be the loudest advocate for your child in every possible way. Do not be lazy. Do not sit down and and just assume that the teacher's going to do the right thing because I assumed that in third grade and that did not happen. So I'm big about holding people accountable. And if you commit to me that you're going to do something and I don't see that done, you're going to hear about it because Miss Jamison is vocal and an advocate for my child, for all of my children, regardless if you're a neurotypical or uh, have a cognitive disability, but at parents' responsibilities to be that voice and be that advocate. Well, that was wonderful, Mom. Thank you so much for coming to my podcast, Advocacy Central, as you so greatly put it at the end of your statement. And for all the parents, teachers, and even students out there, y'all need to understand 
that it is important to advocate for yourself, for your friends, your family, and for strangers because you never know who who's going to be out there teaching your kids and not even just in the educational classroom. This is just in general. Advocate, advocate, advocate because some people literally can't. Some people are nonverbal and even if they're verbal, they don't know how to do it. So please do that. Please do your part. Um, and that's really all I have for y'all. So thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Thank you for listening to my mother preach the truth. (laughs) And I hope that you guys will watch or listen to my later episodes and, um, talk to you guys soon. Have a wonderful night. Goodbye.